That was the OST show here on Resonance FM with the incomparable Johnny Trunk. But this, this is The Bike Show. London traffic, selling the future. London traffic, blocking the streets. London traffic, going nowhere. London traffic, polluting the air. Traffic under in a car. That was The Jam with London Traffic, a track that dates back to around about the time when the London Cycling Campaign was founded. I think actually the London Cycling Campaign came a little bit before The Jam, but it was only a matter of a few years. Here with me in the studio to talk about London and about London cycling and London traffic and how cycling is the key to getting the city moving is Mike Cavanagh, who is the Communications Manager of the London Cycling Campaign. Welcome, Mike. Hi there. Pleasure you, to be here. <laughs> you've made it across town. Where have you come from? Uh, just come from the centre of town. Um, we were talking to the BBC uh, for the news tonight about uh, the crash uh, that happened. actually happened last week, the crash, didn't it? Last Wednesday, a uh, guy was hit by a left-turning coach and died a couple of days later. I mean, that's terrible. We've talked a lot about how it's these awful crashes that are what gives you the opportunity as the London Cycling Campaign to get your message out there. So it's which it must be a very hard thing to manage. Yeah, it's it's a it's a frustrating situation that the uh the media seems most interested in cycling when there's a, a serious fatality a serious crash, a fatality or a serious injury. But on the other hand, we have we have a duty to try and prevent those. So when the when the when the media is, is interested, we have to put our case forward. Mm. I, I mean, today, I was, you know, we were trying to put a positive story. We were trying to show yeah. how this junction could look different, how it could, you know, it's a major junction in the middle of the city. It could have protected space. It could have a, a separate track. It could have, uh, you know, cycle-specific uh, traffic phases. So we have to use that opportunity, though it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's not nice visiting the scene of a crash. We have to talk about how it could be better. Yeah, well, I came over on the tube, not having a bicycle with me um, in London, which is a very unfamiliar feeling for me. Um, but I, it struck me as I was coming over on the tube, just a few stops, that if the number of people who are being killed on the roads were being killed on the platforms of the underground, oh, yeah. there would be a lot yeah. being done about it, a lot more being done about it than there is. 
by uh, by the by the authorities. Indeed, it's a strange it's a strange yeah, yeah, thing. I think, isn't I think it? Um, one of our trustees, uh, Dr. Rachel Aldred, a sustainable transport academic, made a very similar point in a blog post of hers. Um, excellent blog post. Uh, excellent blog if you ever want to read it yeah if the if these were rail fatalities or, or you know tube fatalities it, it would be unacceptable in fact i think a, a few years ago there were this many people dying on britain's rail system there were frequent crashes and you know kind of six people would die in one crash and then you know eight to ten people would die in another crash and and you know a nationwide effort was made to stop that happening um, it was just it was considered unacceptable, whereas over the years um, we've we've got used to. Uh and it's not just people on bikes, although no, they are not. amongst no, no, the most no. vulnerable. I mean, it's also pedestrians <laughs> and people people driving. We have a kind of myopia that accepts the price of hyper mobility mm -hmm. uh, in the automotive age is two thousand dead people at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, anyway. it's distressing. London Cycling Campaign has been doing a terrific job, in my view, over the last few years, um, in terms of presenting a positive image that's easily understood about how London streets could be different. And that's a real step change from what cycling campaigns have traditionally done in the past, which is talking about having more cycle parking racks, having showers at workplaces, um, you know, organising bicycle breakfasts and that kind of thing, which you, you feel like, well, it's all, it's all, there's all reasonable points. But ultimately, the reason why cycling is tricky when it is tricky and the reason why so few people are cycling compared to what is possible and what is possible in other countries and what is happening in other countries is that the roads are not suited for it as they currently are. Can you trace back that honing of the message for the London Cycling Campaign? When did you think... This is the message. This is this space for cycling, which is the message that is just comes through loud and clear from mm, all your communications. Mm. When did that? Where, where did the germ of that of that campaigning well, think, message think, come from? I think LCC has always campaigned for good quality infrastructure. I think we, we've always tried to fight the corner for getting uh, you know space for cycling. Perhaps not with that kind of brand, that badge on it, but we probably, like you say, call for too many other things as well. So I, I, I remember back in two thousand and eight, during the election, then having like a manifesto, a 10-point manifesto, which included all these things, you know, first of all, you know, high-quality cycle lanes, but it also had, you know, cycle parking, training for kids. And when you're out there asking for 10 different things, the fact that infrastructure is there, number one, gets a bit lost. So over the years, particularly in the run-up um, to the 2012 mayoral election, we decided very much to, to focus on, well, I say we decided, but actually our members chose that, that specific campaign. But we, we, we decided to push the this debate. This was the Go Dutch campaign. The London Go Dutch campaign, yeah. But we decided that infrastructure was key. And, you know, us, we, we ourselves admit that we're building on the work of um, bloggers out there, like the Hembrows of the world, you know, um, um, the cycling embassy have had a you know great influence as well. You know there is there is a real consensus among campaigners. And um, is there a consensus? Because it has been a controversial issue. And if you go back to a long time in the past of cycle campaigning, back to the 1930s when the first cycle tracks were introduced, the Cyclist Touring Club, which is the still the the, the country's biggest um, cycle organised membership based organisation, they were very opposed to the idea of being put into uh, sure. cycling Bantu I mean, I... stands. And that, that, <laughs> that objection to what you see when you go to cycling cities like Copenhagen or Amsterdam or mm -hmm. any Dutch town, you see that they've got excellent cycle tracks. But mm -hmm. yet 
there was a reluctance on the part of British cycle campaigners to ask for that. I guess a charitable view would be that they feared that it would not be done properly. Well, a lack of, a lack of information, I think. You forget, you, yeah. you forget what it was like before it, the internet. Exactly. You take it for granted. And cheap travel. So many of us have been to the Netherlands. I've been there like twice in the last couple of years. You know, the generation before us would have not had that luxury. Yeah. And they certainly wouldn't have been able to go on to, uh, you know, a blog like Bicycle Dutch and watch, you know, videos, you know, cheap homemade videos of, of superb quality infrastructure. That just wasn't available. You would have found stuff out, you know, perhaps from transport magazines or um you know or hearsay mm. um I, I think that kind of lack of information um but there was a sort of prevailing view that cyclists just had to hold their part of the road and not give in to yeah, motor domination yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 that hold on things i think still for a lot of cycle campaigners i don't know if you still find that in the london cycling campaign but um out um, in the provinces you do hear that kind of thing of you know we don't want crap cycle lanes crap cycle lanes are not the answer yeah I, I, you know i can sympathize with that none of us want crap cycle lanes and there are a lot of them around so it's not like the uk uh, streets are a uh, you know represent the best of cycling infrastructure not by a long chalk so you can understand why people say we don't want more of the same discontinuous narrow sometimes putting you in more danger than if you were on the road but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be calling for the best and that's what, you know, Love London Go Dutch was around. It was like using the Dutch as an exemplar and uh, trying to put, uh, put it out there that it could be much better. So you had a simplified message that was about space for cycling. It was about infrastructure. You also had some really clever ways of explaining that to people using images. Mm-hmm. And that got you a lot of press mm-hmm. in, the, in the electoral campaign. You had these visualisations of how a junction might be. Indeed. Um, and that, that's, that's a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, again, I guess that's kind of uh, technology, just things like that getting cheaper. Like, you know, those those graphics were done by uh, an excellent designer. Her name's Milena. She works for a company called Release the Chicken. I'll give her a plug because she's fantastic. But, you know, they didn't cost tens of thousands, like maybe a few years ago they would have done. They were produced by one designer, you know, in her studio, working with us. Um, whereas, you know, architects' drawings, like, you know, if you go back 10 years, you probably had to have some incredible, like, workstation and... You know, you might have added a couple of noughts onto the end of the graphics. Whereas nowadays, it's it's getting to the stage where you can, you know, a small charity. We're still not, you know, a rich organisation. We have twelve thousand members, but you know, we're not quite on the scale of TfL with its seven billion pound budget. Things like that are getting more affordable. But you can, and this is the thing that I thought was so impressive. You can get the attention. You can set the agenda because it was your images of how streets could be that went into the newspapers rather than the ones that TfL put out, yeah. which is a real David Goliath thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, it is pleasing. I think you're, you're probably talking about Blackfriars. Yeah, that was black, <coughs> particularly Blackfriars. That really yeah. caught the imagination, didn't I it? I think so, yeah. I mean, that was, um, we, I mean, we actually deliberately copied their style a little bit. We chose the same camera angle. That was a great opportunity. But I, I think at the nub of it, the, the pictures were good, but I think the idea was better. The fact, the fact that we were you know, redesigning that junction... I, th- I think TfL in that situation just got it so wrong. I mean, they 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 really uh, for a, a junction like that in the middle of the city to have kept that kind of motorway style slip road. I, th- I think really people are getting over that. I think uh, I think even the people at TfL are now realising that 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 kind of thing is a mistake in the middle of a city, a, a metropolis like London, which should be a, a people friendly city. Well, we'll talk about whether TfL is uh, getting the message in a moment, but let's focus on the campaigning again, um, as well as coming up with a great 
easily understood message, um, some terrific visualizations and some nice things for the newspapers to print. It was also about getting people out onto the streets, wasn't it? You know, it's not just something that you can do in your bedroom, Mm -hmm. you know, as a blogger. Um, You've got to actually show and mobilise people. We mobilise people in two different ways. We do do it on the streets. We go out there with our clipboards and we talk to people and we we get petition signatures. There's also a lot of electronic campaigning nowadays. And it's not just us. You'll find people like Living Streets and CTC are, are doing the same thing. And, you know, that, that is a, you know, we can talk to people very quickly over email, um, through websites, and we can enable people. So, uh, like, for example, for our, our lorry campaign, Safer Lorry, Safer Cycling, we had a system where you could email your council leader. And you could do that pretty quickly. So you, you type in your name, your postcode, and straight away it works out what, which borough you're in. It tells you what degree... Um, Uh, of lorry measures your council has done are they good we use a traffic light system so they'd either be green for very good red for very bad or orange for could do better and you know with a couple of clicks you can you can have the power to message your council leader and you know some council leaders receiving you know i think in lewisham got two or three hundred and you know that makes a difference do you think that makes a difference or do you think they just go oh this is just that i know it makes a difference i mean I, i was i was visiting lewisham a few weeks ago and the difference between how they they were a little bit kind of nonchalant a year ago they'd done some stuff but you know the communication was poor and they hadn't really promised to do a lot more you know not much worse boroughs than lewisham you know this is that's my local council and you know they don't do a terrible job but you know it wasn't bad but compared with a year later when the attitude had really swung around and i think a lot of that had to do with you know the fact that they're getting messages from voters Mm. telling them you know you should be doing more on this this is an issue that affects me Mm. Well, throughout history, we've seen um, mobilisations in the street Mm. and LCC is very good at doing that. I just want to play a little clip, which I always love to hear, um, which is a clip of one of the uh, a certain point during, during, I think it was just after a speech um, in one of the rides over this summer. Again, a sad occasion. Uh, It was when a cyclist had been killed. I think um, Aldgate East it was. But um, this was in uh, this was in Lincoln's Inn Fields. That's the sound that um, two th- or three thousand cyclists make when they when they get together. I think that was just after the speech that Anne uh, Kendrick, who's a Kendrick Kendrick, yes. sorry, who's the uh, trustee or she's, chair. She's the chair of our trustees. Chair of yeah. the chair of trustees of the London <laughs> Cycling Campaign. She made a terrific speech. Um, getting people out onto the streets. I mean, filling Blackfriars Bridge a number of times. Yes, indeed. Uh, filling Parliament Square. Yeah. I mean, th- these are big events, big yeah. occasions. They they must. They make a big impact, I think. They must be a big job to organise. Because um, it's one thing to get someone to you know, do a few <laughs> clicks on their computer. Yeah. It's another thing for them to finish work I mean, early and trek out. And, some know, some of, of them are, some of them aren't. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. We have a, a cycling projects team who run events. Uh, they do some commercial work. They do other kind of things like they run our AGM and our, our conference. Great group of people. They're also very good at organising mass rides. We organised the uh, the Hoban one in 24 hours. So um, 
you know, a tweet goes out, a message goes out, and a day later there was 2,000 people on the streets. Wow. And that's, and that's done in a, you know, a safe, responsible way. You know, we have a duty to, uh, to the rest of the city. We have a duty to the people on the ride to keep everyone safe. And, um, and you know, so we are getting pretty good at that. Uh, other rides, like the one on the 2nd of September, or probably the big ride, I should say, the big ride when 10,000 people came out. This was just ahead of the elections. That was the Saturday but, before yeah. the, uh, the, the mayoral, mayoral elections. elections. Yeah. Um, I mean, that took months to organise. And a lot of money, like 20 grand that really? cost. 20,000 pounds. Road closures, stewards, you know, the whole, the whole thing to try and make it into a, a family-friendly, a people-friendly event. And it poured with rain. And it hammered it down, yeah. It didn't, didn't it? Oh, I remember. <laughs> which, which was a shame. I mean, you know, 10,000 people came. But, you know, I know a lot of my friends who, who couldn't make it or didn't make it, it because of the weather. I think it I think would have been, been 20 or 25. I think it would have been 20 or 30, yeah. yeah. If it, but, oh. but, you know, it was, it was still, it is still the largest uh, cycling rally, cycling protest that's happened in the UK. Um, and we hope to do another bigger, better one. OK, well, let's play an infamous clip now because I want to come on and talk a little bit more detail about um, the cycle superhighways and how TfL's thinking has been changing on the kind of infrastructure that it needs to provide for cyclists. Very much, I would say, as a result of your work. This is an excerpt of um, Boris Johnson, Mayor of London, being grilled by members of the London Assembly um, on cycling. I think, again, after um, a cyclist had been killed while riding their bike in London. When you look at some of these uh, roundabouts, for instance, it is simply not possible to put in uh, a dedicated lane uh, that would actually protect a cyclist uh, in the way that I think we would all want without totally disrupting uh, the traffic. I'm the mayor who, who makes a big thing about cycling and uh, goes on and on about how wonderful it is that we've got our bike hire scheme and uh, that we've had a 15% increase in cycling in the last year. And I'm very proud of it. So, of course, uh, it, it really uh, worries me when I read about cycling accidents. And uh, it, it, it grieves me to sometimes to see the way that uh, the TfL is blamed. And if we can do anything to uh, ameliorate the junction that you describe or the, the, uh, the, the roundabout, then... Uh, and if that is actually a, a realistic, if that would really address the problem, then of course we will, we will look at it. But sometimes I have to say to you that um, I, I don't think that interventions are really, uh, that physical street works are, are, are the answer. The answer is, is very often uh, to uh, educate HGV drivers and... Uh, to educate cyclists about the need not to be caught in that position on the left. My philosophy is that the entire network should be safe and occupied by cyclists. I don't, I'm not with those who want to segregate and who want to drive cyclists into reservations and say that uh, only this part of the road is for you and uh, you can't expect to be found anywhere else, otherwise you, you, someone's got a right to barge you out of the way. I mean, for instance, last night I was going along the Euston Road, and you get to that bit where there's the, you come to the underpass, and then the, the cycle route takes you this sort of fiddly thing where you go over, you, there's a path, and you've got lots of oncoming pedestrians, and then you're invited to cross at a traffic light, and so on and so forth, or you can just scoot down the underpass. Well, I just go down the underpass, and I'm, there are many, many other London cyclists who will do the same, and... I go around, you know, Hyde Park Corner, I, uh, you know, 
I, there's, no, there's, no, there's no problem uh, for me because I've become, I've become used to it. But these things take time. And I understand that some people are, are apprehensive and some people need their confidence built up. So you do need different measures, different interventions in order to, to encourage uh, cycling for people of, of different levels of, 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 of confidence. And the whole point about the cycle superhighways is to instruct the motorist that this is a place where you're going to find loads of cyclists. So, so be careful. And, and, and when you see uh, big blue, big blue uh, stretches of paint on the road, that means this is an area... Uh, where cyclists, we hope, will, will congregate and will, will, will feel safe. I, we're I, I, that's how we're trying to encourage I it. What we, the, the, what we didn't try to do with the cycle superhighways, and people deride me for uh, putting blue paint on the roads, what we didn't try to do was to build concrete reservations and say no motorist may ever come here, because that would not be in the interest either of the cyclist or of, uh, or of overall London traffic. The, one of the first cycle superhighways actually takes you around the back of Elephant Castle, doesn't it? You, oh, you, yes. that, very cunning, that cunning little cut-through uh, that I sometimes do. Though, though I have to tell you, and this is, what, this, this is the crucial point, uh, I sometimes use, that, use our super, super highway, but sometimes, frankly, I just go around Elephant Castle because it's fine. If you, if you, if you keep your wits about you... If, if you keep your wits about you, uh, there is... There is Elephant and Castle uh, is, is perfectly negotiable. Well, that was Boris Johnson in uh, November 2011, or around about then. Um, that seems like a long time ago. It's the same guy who's the mayor. Uh, do you think he's changed his view? Well, I, I know he has. I mean, if, if you've read his vision for cycling, which was published uh, earlier this year, March 2013, even that seems a long time ago, actually. He's, he's, he's extolling the virtues of segregated cycle lanes in, in the right area. When, when we have main roads, when we have uh, heavy volumes, when we have uh, fast-moving motor cars, the vision for cycling clearly says that you should segregate and you should have protected space. So, yeah, I, th I think the mayor has come round. I think um, there's been a lot of pressure on him. There have been a lot of um, fatalities. And every one of those fatalities or a large number of those fatalities are happening on main roads uh, exactly where we say they're going to happen i think he i think he's come round to to uh, to seeing that if people are getting killed on Cycle Hoover Highway 2, for example, where there've been one, two, three, which four, one's that? That's, sorry, that's the one from Oldgate now to Stratford. But the first section of that from Oldgate to Bow, two people were killed on Bow Roundabout in the space of uh, three weeks. Um, there was someone killed there last week as well, and there was uh, been two people killed at Oldgate. And here you have, uh, you know, main roads, thirty thousand vehicles a day going down there. About five hundred of those are lorries. You know, that's that's like two or three a minute at peak times. Um, it simply isn't the right place to to encourage new, well, let alone new people, but to let to encourage anyone to cycle, let alone to encourage new people onto the, you know, which the the mayor is trying to do. So I think he, I think he has he has seen the error of his ways. Um, he's reacted to public pressure, and I think it's a good thing. The new section of superhighway from Bow Roundabout to Stratford is much much better. There's You've a, been up there, have I, you? I was up there last week. Yeah, a couple of times. I haven't been, I'm afraid. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not. Tell it, me. <laughs> well, it's it's good. I mean, it's. Um, uh, I was going along quite slowly. I was, you know, sort of 
taking in my surroundings. Um, I was taking a few pictures, so I was, I was probably cycling a bit slower. I'm usually I'm quite nippy around town. Um, there was quite a few people overtaking me, um, which is quite an unusual thing on a cycle lane in London, actually having space for someone to overtake you. But it's at least two metres wide, wider in some places. Um, overtake- that's in each direction? In it? each direction, yeah. yeah. So they've taken out a motor traffic lane in each direction. Okay. So there's bags of space there. It's a good surface. There are a few teething problems. There was a bit of water on there. It wasn't draining very well. There is a bit of a problem with, uh, with the entry treatments. So left-turning traffic, turning across the track, there's not enough to encourage uh, motorists to slow down. Now, if you're on a Dutch road, if you're going from a main road to a side street, very often you'd have a table or uh, some sort of hump to go over or some visual clues to tell you to slow down. Or an angle which requires you exactly, to slow down yeah, to get a around sharp, it. A sharper angle, whereas yeah. quite a lot of these are kind of... Um, they chuck quite, the corner off, don't they, to allow you yeah. to sort of fly around there at 30 miles an hour. That's right. Well, a few, a few of the, a few of the, the, the junctions, we, we had a couple yeah. of people actually up there over the weekend and we're going to put something on the website uh, later this week. I don't think that should take away from the principle that, mm. that providing a, a separate space on a street like that, which has you know thirty thousand vehicles a day, is essential. There are also some right turns. Uh, there's a, the largest junction has a two-stage right turn. It's not brilliantly done, to be honest. It could be a lot better. It's sort of attempting to do a kind of Danish style where you sit in a, an area and then turn with the, the the traffic coming from the other direction. It's a bit clumsy. It's not brilliant. But the principle is sound. Principle is good. Just the execution could be uh, yeah. could be improved. Do you think that this is coming from the mayor's office, the political side, or do you think that the traffic engineers at TfL have just been over to Holland well, well, in the uh, in the summer well, I mean, holidays I mean, and, and, and figured figure things out? I think I think that I mean the you know the way we as a campaign have to think about it is the mayor runs Transport for London. The mayor is our elected representative of the people of London, and he's the one we have to say. Mayor, you're doing this right. Mayor, you're doing this wrong. Now, you know, behind the scenes, we have conversations with traffic engineers and with the, with Andrew Gilligan, with the mayor's cycling commissioner. But you know, when it when the buck stops, it stops mm. with the mayor. Yeah. And you know, even if it's like a, even if it's the micro level where you're talking about a junction and and you know a, a left turn on yeah. the superhighway, it's the mayor who should be given the command that saying that needs to be. It doesn't need. We reckon it's about 85, 90 percent there, and the mayor should be saying that needs to be one hundred percent as good as a Dutch. You know, segregated okay. And so track. presumably by extension, it's the elected representatives in the local borough councils who you're focusing your energies on. And that's something you're going oh, to be doing next year, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we um, 2014 is a, a local election in every borough in London, a, apart from, I think, the city. But they don't have elections, so they're, they're just they some have, sort of fiefdom. They where they some <laughs> strange thing that no one knows about, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but for, in, the, in for the democratic boroughs of London, right. what, are you, what are you going to be doing? We'll be we'll be running a, a a space for cycling campaign now. This this will run all the way through the spring, so from February through to the election on the twenty second of May. At its core will be uh, electronic advocacy, so you'll be able to email your candidates. We're putting together a, a database of candidates. This is quite a big task. I mean, everything about local elections it happens on a massive scale. There are lots of lots of wards. The ward is the the smallest electoral level. It basically your neighbourhood. A lot of people have, you have three councillors in each ward, which means you might have up to 15 or 20 candidates in each ward. So if you want to email your candidates, you'll actually, you'll be able to go on our website and with a couple of clicks of... of of, um, of this web tool, you'll be able to email 20 candidates with one click. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping, at the moment, we've got forty to 50,000 people on our supporter list. We're hoping to grow that. We're hoping to put a lot of publicity into this. We, we, we want to get... You so know. you're not, as the LCC staff, 
going to be able to contact all these people. So this is a task that the members are going to have to be Absolutely, doing. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a numbers game. It's about making noise. And the way that you, you create political noise, and one of the ways we can create political noise, is by flooding the inboxes of all these candidates. A lot of these people who will be probably standing for election for the first time. Some of them will be incumbent councillors. But a lot of local elections apart from a few local issues, don't tend to... You know, there's a bit of a political vacuum there. Yeah, there's a fairly London. low barrier to entry in terms of yeah. making yourself heard. I think so, yeah. yes. Yeah. So this what, is an opportunity. I mean, the, the, the mayoral election was actually a little bit like that too as well. I mean, 2012, mayoral elections hadn't really... I mean, we managed to make cycling one of the most important issues just because there was a bit of a vacuum there. And by using some, um, you know, uh, some advocacy, some on-street advocacy, um, you can fill that vacuum. Well, Mike, it's flown by... Thanks for joining us. Of course, if you're listening, you can now take the opportunity to join the London Cycling Campaign. Uh, the website is lcc.org.uk. That's right. That's right. Um, it's very worthwhile. Next up on Resonance FM, it's Panel Borders. This has been The Bike Show. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello podcast listeners, that episode of the show was recorded on Monday at the beginning of a week which saw the death toll rise further and I'm pretty sure that there's not been a week that's seen such carnage on London streets as far as cyclists are concerned and as the week's gone on I'm not sure that we haven't seen the mayor Boris Johnson reverting a little bit to his former views. But I hope Mike Kavanagh is right that the mayor has seen what needs to be done and is prepared to do it. But it's become very, very clear to me that we need to keep up the pressure. And of course, this isn't just an issue for London. We need cycle campaigning in every city and town in Britain if we're to make cycling a viable option for most people and to reduce the dangers that we all face when we ride. So over the next little while, I'm not quite sure how long, I'd like to extend this conversation about what it is to be an effective cycle campaigner. I have recently joined the Abergavenny Cycle Group. That's a pretty small cycle campaign. It's not doing an awful lot right now. But I think there's a lot of potential to do much more. So I'm looking to get involved in my local cycling campaign and I'm looking to figure out what it is that makes a successful cycling campaign. If you've got ideas, if you've got things that you've done in your area that have really delivered results, if you've got ideas for what cycle campaigners could do better, get in touch. Send us an email, bikeshow at resonancefm.com and we will return to this subject many times because it's 
I think, very important. Without political pressure, without people saying, this is an issue that matters to me, we're not going to see the change that is so desperately needed. The change that may have saved the lives of the people that have died this week. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next week. Goodbye. I do, 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 I